0: Readers Entertainment Radio presents Book Lights with your host, author Lisa Kessler. Book Lights, where we're shining a light on good books.
1: Hello, everyone. It's the final Monday of May. Can you believe it? And happy Memorial Day to those listeners who are in the U.S. We uh, celebrate all of our service members and thank you for serving and if you have the day off today what a great way to spend it talking books right so today we have on author Peter Thomas Ponza, and I see he just came in okay I was getting a little nervous um, we're going to be talking about his international thriller out Fox today and if you have not read Peter yet you're in for a treat. I'm going to go ahead and read his bio here so you can get to know him. He's now retired from his dental supply business. Peter Ponza enjoyed sharing his knowledge through writing techno clinical articles. <laughs> he also was the president of the College of Dental Technologists of Ontario. So he's obviously from Canada um, <laughs> where he helped develop the quality assurance program. He now combines his passions, British cars and writing during his tenure as president of the Headwaters British car club. He also wrote numerous stories about cars in the newsletter, British driven. He's currently a member of the word Smiths, a writing group based in Alliston, Ontario. And he is also a member of crime writers of Canada. He lives in Loretto, Ontario with his wife, and. Angela and their orange tabby Mr. T and I did put a link to Peter's website right there on the blog talk site so if you're listening live or if you're listening later you can click that anytime to find out more about his books and also find him on social media and I think he has a newsletter too so without any further delay are you there Peter yes I am can yay I can hear you <laughs> I was worried that you weren't going to make it, so I'm so glad that you're here. How are you?
0: <laughs> I'm I'm fine. Thank you very much. A little hectic up here in Canada. Um, <laughs> yeah. So um, I I'm glad to be on your show. I was um, really kind of impressed. I did a little bit of background. I knew and I was surprised of of uh, your accomplishments. And one of the interesting things is um, you're an opera singer as. Yes. Is that true? Yeah. Yes.
1: So yeah. My, well, so I'm my... semi-retired now, but yes.
0: <laughs> the other interesting thing is that I know I should be talking about my book, but my wife has also um, been in uh, the opera as well. But She hasn't done any really big stage work, but she was taught by uh, some uh, very interesting people, and uh, she's learned how to sing quite well. And she's done a few concert, benefit concerts, actually, for um, – uh, for some, uh, f- uh, some kind of like Pocheon wildlife centers and stuff like that. So oh, I love that. a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. And then Small you're doing world. tarot cards, too. Wood blows uh-huh. me away. Because my, <laughs> my, uh, god, my god sister's doing that, too. And actually, she's got something coming up uh, in the next little bit where she's doing some tarot cards and some shop here, up here in uh, Orangeville, Ontario, in Canada. So uh, she's an interesting, It's really, what a small world this is. It's really interesting right? to be speaking with someone like you. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Yeah. well, when I was anyway. uh, reading, reading your bio, uh, my mom and her husband were very involved in the MG British Car Club in San Diego, so. <laughs> oh,
0: yes, yeah, well, you know, I've been, like, I think I was, my first car was an MGB when I was 18 years old, and I drove that to. Detroit, um, because it's not that, well, it's a couple of hundred uh, miles from Toronto to Detroit, but my aunt and uncle had a restaurant in in Dearborn Heights, and I used to drive my MGB there in the summertime, and and I would uh, do their, I was waitressing and and doing, I was a busboy, did the dishes, and I did all (laughs) kinds of stuff for them. It was my summer job, but my MGB got me there and back. Wow. I've 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 been a car guy for a long, long time. But oh, yeah, fun. um ended up being the president of the of the Headwaters British Car Club for a couple of years and got involved in uh, doing the redoing the bylaws and we did a lot of runs together. A lot of old cars and uh you know, a lot of a lot of stories too about fixing them up yeah. and breaking them down and whatnot. But yeah. It's a passion. Small world. Yes, I love it.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: <Yeah. laughs> well, I did I believe so
1: we We should probably tell people about your book since I promised, but do you want to tell everybody about out fox? I think it's book one right in the inspector William fox series
0: it is book one, yes, it's my first one, and uh what can I say um I think it's a, a pretty good book um, i well why why should people but, go
1: grab it what's it about
0: well it's I, at first, I thought it was going to be an adventure story because I, I really liked Clive Custler. Now, I don't know how many people know who he is, but he wrote a lot of dirt pit adventure stories, and I really right. liked So I thought, why do not I emulate him a little bit if I could? And so I thought, well, we really we need a Canadian hero, um, and maybe with a little bit of a, an American counterpart, because I mean, our clothes, our borders, so like separating us. And it, it, it separates us at a lot of just geographically, geographically, but not culturally. So I thought it would be right. interesting to have a Canadian uh, protagonist and even have an American help, helping out. So it starts I'm off with uh, William Fox. He's my main guy. He has a girlfriend named Tracy Jordan. They had actually been uh, friends and grew up together in South Korea and um, gone, gone their own separate ways as they up and uh, she apparently gets kidnapped by the triad because she's looking for some Chinese treasure. And in order to get um, organized, to get across to to Hong Kong and and see if he can help her out, uh, he gets um, help from Patrick Riley, who's an FBI agent who is stationed in in Hong Kong. So they lay it up together, and they start working on the case together, and it leads them from Hong Kong back to Canada, and uh, they're after the triad right across the the world, and it's very... It's fast-paced, and there's a lot of uh, action, and finally there's a resolve at the end of it, but I, uh, I don't want to give a, a lot of it away, but the idea is that it's, it's an action-packed thriller, but later on, people were telling me, you've got some political aspects to it. Well, of course, I, yeah, I guess I put some in there. I hadn't planned on making a political thriller, but a lot of people tell me that's what they think it is, and I said, well, I'm not going to argue with you. I just put <laughs> in a Chinese connection. Yeah, I put in a Chinese connection, and uh, I guess I tried to, as my first novel, I tried to throw in everything, and I threw the kitchen sink in and, and everything else, so uh, you know, it's, it's a mystery, it's a thriller, it's a political thriller, It's uh, it's got a little romance, too, so it's got a, a whole bunch of everything, so if, if people are interested in, you know, uh, a really interesting story with a whole bunch of different uh, twists to it, I think they might like it, I mean, I've been getting good feedback from a lot of people who quite quite like the story. Yeah.
1: Very cool. So I'm do on you my have... next one now. Okay, so you do have more planned for Inspector William Fox.
0: Oh, oh yes, I have another one. <laughs> Actually, I was just speaking to a gentleman the other day. He said, I, I'm wanting to find out what happened to William next. Actually, there's a few people are wanting to know what happens to William next. So I feel obligated that I have to continue in a way, but I think it's something that I want to do anyways
1: so nice do you have it planned yeah. out to be an ongoing series or is it just going to be two books
0: I'd like to make it at least four um, maybe okay. five if I, can switch to, if I can stretch it out but I'm not even sure um, if there's enough there but, but there may be I mean there's a lot of uh, authors who have been able to run their, their um, main protagonists for many many issues and books and uh, well if we look at Bosch Michael Connelly's uh, Hero and look at, uh, Jack Reacher, the child has written about, those mm-hmm. are long-going right. books. I mean, I can emulate, I could try to emulate them, but I don't know if I can carry the, the stories out that far. We'll see. I mean, okay. there's always some some way of setting a goal for yourself. I mean, I did set a goal of four, maybe I might do five, but I'd, I'd like to be able <laughs> to get a, a couple more under my belt and make me feel a little more confident about going on, going on with the same character.
1: Right, right. Well, I was going to ask about this takes place so you mentioned South Korea, Hong Kong, Canada. Have you been to all of these places? What you know, are you like a world traveler? Do you love to go to exotic places or did you are you just really good on Google?
0: <laughs> I'm I'm good on Google.
1: <laughs> you have not yet been to Hong Kong. <laughs>
0: no. Uh, oh, nice. Actually, my editor, my editor was actually a, a bonus. She lived in Hong Kong, and she was also oh. um, involved with the RCMP for a couple of years. So she kind of guided me through some of the content editing towards the end. I thought oh, it was I a bonus. That. I was lucky. But
1: yeah. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, you
0: know, I've traveled. Yeah, I've gone to Mexico. I've been to Peru. I've been to Europe. Um, you know, I've been to Greece and uh, France and Belgium and those places. But um, Oh, my yeah, gosh. Mostly, you've been
1: to uh, all these places, but you used places you've never been. <laughs> yeah, isn't that
0: amazing? And, and I go to Costa Rica. Like, I've been going there every, every winter for the last 12 years, 14 years, something like that but I don't write about it. Um, not, <laughs> I don't know. I don't find them that exciting. I mean, like, anyways, maybe I might do something on this. Uh,
1: yeah, on, maybe book two, and the they go country. to places you've been. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> anyways, there's the, they, look, the Internet is wonderful. There's so many things. With Google search and everything, you can find a lot of your settings. Um, but, you know, that's only part of the story, as you know. You've written so many books yourself that the characters are really the most important part, I think.
1: Yes, for sure. And it's great that your editor had been there because I always find I like to go to the settings before I set a series there just because I like to know, you know, where would they go to work and where would they, you know, and, and some of those things are hard to find, you know, just Googling. So I think it's great that your editor actually lived there. I'm sure that really helped.
0: hmm I thought so immensely, yeah. There's um, a lot you can do uh, in research, and I I actually did do a lot of that in my earlier writings. When I was um, involved in my business, I did um, some dental um, journal work. And in order to do some of these papers, they had to be very professionally polished with... uh, references and whatnot so you you really have to bear like dig down deep because these people are professionals and they're going to look through it and they're going to say well yeah that's better be backed up because you just can't say that without having some sort of backup or reference to it where did you get it from so i thought you know i would already been trained that way so that when i started doing um the fiction writing i i maintain that research is a very important function in the um, writing, because it's important to get some of those facts absolutely bang on, even though you do twist the truth a little bit here and there. I mean, after all, it is fiction.
1: Right. There should be some, <laughs> some
0: truth to it to make it um, at least realistic, right? I plausible.
1: Right. That's the, that's right. the main word,
0: plausible. Yes, yeah.
1: Yeah, so your reader can suspend their disbelief. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I, I was going to... Right.
1: Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um I was going to ask I, that kind of dovetails into dentistry to a novelist. Um, I know our listeners are always interested in like what your writing journey was. How did you come from you know such a science technical background and and then become a writer? What did your writing journey look like?
0: Well, um I think it was rather a, a, a jump uh, of or a leap of faith, basically, from one to the other. Um it was, I guess, um, there wasn't a cathartic, cathartic moment or anything like that. It was just like, what am I going to do now that I'm retired? I've sold the business and I have all this free time. I mean, I, could, I do gardening. I do the car um, thing but the British cars. And I thought, I'd like to keep my mind sharp. And I, I enjoyed the writing. I'd like to do a Leave a Legacy, perhaps, and um, you know maybe one of my books in the library, something like that. So I thought, well, why don't I give it a shot? And uh, I was actually more or less looking at uh, trying to emulate uh, Clive Cusler, But I did take some courses, and it was an interesting uh, journey because the same day uh, we sold the business, i just signed the paperwork. And uh, that same day in the local library, there was um, an author. Um, I don't know if anybody would know him. This is Richard Scarsbrook. He writes a lot of young adult books, and actually, he's, he's a professor now at uh, one of our, the Humber College Writing School here in Toronto. And we uh, mm-hmm. oh. uh, had a workshop going on. I said uh, to my wife, "I'm, I'm making a kind of like a reservation to get down there and, and see him, and we'll do it." She says, "Well, I'm coming too." So I thought, "Okay, good." So that was the beginning of it. We went down, and we did. Oh, I think he did. Three or four workshops during uh, a weekend, and, um, a couple of weeks or three weeks, I think, in a row. I got a, I got that under my belt. I started feeling really comfortable about um, fixing it up with the people in the, in the group. we were sharing our our stories and whatnot, and I was getting encouraged by what I was writing. And uh, then it started getting to snowball a little bit. When you start getting confidence, well, obviously that's all the encouragement you need. So. That was the first move and then, um, I started writing a little bit and uh, I had a bit of a manuscript outside and I thought hmm, maybe I should take a bigger jump the University of Waterloo here in uh, Ontario um, on advanced uh, fiction writing and I got involved in that and that gave me a little bit Yeah.
1: Was was your wife like really surprised when you said I want to go take this writing class and become a writer? Or have you always kind yes. of written oh, stories? Yes. Was she shocked?
0: Yeah, Lisa the the expression on her face was, was absolutely picture perfect. You should have seen it. It was like wow, shock. <laughs> it was shock. But you know, I think the thing is like when you close one door you have to open another one. Um, so, but I, you know what? That was a number of years ago, and I feel so happy I did that move. And uh, looking back, and that's just wow it was wonderful. You take the first step, and then you know you start building little baby steps, and eventually you start getting someplace. So I got the first novel, and now I'm on the second. And that's how it starts. You know, you just you just got to say you're going to do it, and you just bear down and do it. But I think one of the things that um, well, I one of the things I kind of had to do was basically we were locked up in our houses for two years
1: right with covid right
0: and uh, mm-hmm. so you really didn't have much of a choice but kind of like sit down at your desk and get busy which uh, i think had sped up the process for me too
1: right right uh, and what what inspired william fox where did you get that oh oh are you still there hello oh my gosh Okay, everyone. <laughs> Block Talk's having some kind of issue, and Peter has his call has dropped off of the dashboard, so hopefully he's going to call us right back because I'm dying to know who inspired William Fox. Oh, I think he's back. let's see
0: yeah yeah we we lost each other there,
1: yeah, all of a sudden, Block Talk said your call dropped. So welcome back. Oh
0: uh, Yeah, welcome. Back. Okay, glad to be back. Um, that's, te- that's technology for you.
1: Right, right. We can't live with it or without it. Um, <laughs> so I was just about to ask you, what was the inspiration for William Fox? Did he show up when you started, or did you, like, try little short stories first, and then you kind of discovered him, or how did that come about?
0: Well... Um... I think I got inspired primarily um, by uh, actually the the Chinese Admiral Zheng He. A friend of mine gave me this book called 1421, The Year China Discovered the World. And I started uh, thinking maybe if um, Zheng He did sail around the world uh, before Columbus and, you know, Captain Cook and the rest of them and Magellan, and he did um, land in... uh, Canada and the U.S. and some other places. What if he left that treasure? Because apparently he had a treasure um, fleet called a star fleet, and um, and this is actual uh, real history of China. This, uh, this admiral uh, did sail quite a quite a way around the world, and uh, he was he had treasure ships. He had almost over a hundred ships. But um, and
1: they really called them the star fleet? like Star Trek. Did. Wow, yeah.
0: Amazing, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, the, the book is. Uh, the book is by um, it's been it's been around for a long time. It's uh, the, the author is Gavin Menzies, and Gavin used to be uh, a commander on a UK submarine, and he did all his research. and It's a very but the book is about two inches thick with all kinds of maps and pictures and all kinds of things like that. So I I thought to myself, what if what if there's some treasure here in Nova Scotia? And I thought, well, who am I going to get to? Be involved in it. And then one day, um, I was uh, with my wife. We went to a place called Pelee Ivan. I I don't know if you're familiar with Pelee Ivan. It's uh, right in the middle of Lake Erie, and it's across from Cleveland. And um, it used to be during Prohibition, it used to be a place where Al Capone, the Purple Gang, and a lot of gangs used to hang out there Mm -hmm. and used to run romp. Used to run rum from Canada or booze from Canada into the United States to the island because it's very close, and I there was a, and on that island there's is a museum, and they had a history of the of the crime bosses and everything there. And there was a, apparently an RCMP uh, fellow who or officer who was undercover, running booze for Capone, and he had, had a boat called the Midnight Fox, and apparently one night he got well he was quite famous. And one night, the uh, U.S. Coast Guard caught him around midnight or one or two in the morning. And they rammed him with their ship, and they broke the boat in half, and he swam to shore. And I thought, well, this is an interesting guy. So I considered him to be William Fox's grandfather. Oh. So sitting in a sitting in a cottage on an island, having a few drinks. Your mind starts to get interesting. <laughs> so I thought, what if I... What if I threw these two stories together and, you know, and then I started building it up a little bit by a little bit, adding characters, adding story, adding plot, adding a theme, and all the whole thing. So it just, again, you know, just uh, with your imagination, you can really come up with a lot of interesting scenarios. I like the the
1: dichotomy of him being an inspector, but he's the grandson of a criminal. That's kind of cool.
0: Well, he was an undercover. Uh, he worked for for the RCMP, but he was a bit of a criminal. But so the the dichotomy is that when you go under, sometimes you get lost. Doesn't that oh. happen? to you?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you get, get lost in the in the in the part you're playing, and it's difficult to get out. So I'm not sure. I didn't take it any further than the fact that he was an RCMP undercover agent who just got his boat smashed in half, and he managed to get safe and sound and and have uh, have uh, William as his grandson. So. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um,
1: well, I've gotta ask, are you going to in future books have any dentists in there? Because, you know, they say write what you know. Oh heavens, no. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you're not gonna kill a dentist?
0: <laughs> no, you know, it's actually very really interesting. I, I you know, Alan Warren had me on his show and that was one of the things he He, asked. he said, you're, you're a dentist, do you, you sell that? No, well, he said something about someone being murdered, and it was a dentist who had murdered somebody, and, and he says, well, you sell a novocaine that kills people, don't you? I mean, if you use it that way. I suppose if you, I mean, I guess there's I guess there's a plot there. I've <laughs> written all, all kinds of books about criminals and everything else like that, so he had to pull that in. But no, I thought, no, that's, that doesn't work. It doesn't work for me.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, and you think of um, you've seen Little Shop of Horrors, right? That one where the dentist is the. <laughs> I've seen it.
0: Yes, yeah. <laughs> I, I think I saw, I saw the. Play. I have, I've seen it as a play as well. It's actually quite interesting.
1: Yes. Yeah. But you, when
0: that's, I, that's your that, that's your genre, right? You write you write kind of stuff.
1: Yes, write I write paranormal and things. And yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have That's not the yet written a killer plan. <laughs> so I was going to ask you what's next. I think you're working on book two, right? How's that going?
0: Um, it's it's going well. I, I've got my storyboard up, and um, this is going to have the same uh, protagonist. Um, I have I'm up to book chapter nine now, and uh, I'm working on it. So whenever I can. Right now, I'm in the midst of doing um, something called Motif. I belong to the Crime Writers of Canada. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've got um, this uh, thing going on with the Toronto International uh, Festival of Arts. They have a whole bunch of different authors coming in to speak. In fact, we even got uh, Connolly coming in from the, the FBI guy. Wow. He's coming mm-hmm. in to speak and a yeah. few other people. Um, but we have our own little uh, groups of crime writers coming to speak as well and uh, our group um, has what Friday Saturday and Sunday June 2nd 3rd and 4th we're speaking and uh, I've been chosen to uh, organize and be the coordinator and so I've been working on that
1: um, oh, nice. for the
0: last little bit so it's been kind of taking up my time but once we we get it organized um, and get ready well it's just this weekend actually coming up so we'll be speaking I'll be speaking about uh, of Fox as well at the outdoor stage and then uh, once that's done i can get back to getting back into um more seriously writing um, the, the next book um as it is right now there's a lot of distractions going on and you know i do have a, a country property which keeps me busy too right now it's gardening season i don't do you garden at <laughs> all
1: no i do not <laughs> no. okay. well we can we i often kill right things <laughs> oh you do eh? yeah i try but so, they don't grow <laughs> so
0: We've been planting tomatoes and that sort of stuff for the gardens, and we got uh, I think we're going to be doing some daffodils and not daffodils but uh, dahlias. We'll be planting some bulbs soon, too. And it's the season, so it's kind of busy at this time of year. Um,
1: yeah, we're,
0: we're messing, yeah, so we're we're not doing the mulching we normally do, but yeah, that's <laughs> so these everyday things kind of take uh, a little bit of your time. So, but as soon as uh, most of that. Um, that uh, heavy-duty stuff is done, I can sit back and get back into it a bit, and uh, I'm planning to do uh, my mornings writing, and then in the afternoon, maybe do a little bit of um, like gardening or whatever.
1: Right. And so, yeah. so are, is your process, are you a plotter, or do you write by the seat of your pants?
0: Oh, well, I would say I'm a plotter, yeah.
1: Okay. Because of my I heard your storyboard, so...
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I do have a story, but I, I try to put um, things in, in perspective, so I, I, I understand what I'm, what I'm planning to do, that it fits. So um, I, I really respect these people who can sit there and just off the top of their head just write and make it all come together, and, and be right. organized with it, which is like I, you know, I need organization. It's just it's just the nature <laughs> of the beast for me.
1: But does William Fox ever surprise you? Like, does the story, you know, do something and you go, wait, that wasn't on my storyboard?
0: True. That I, yes, I have, I have found myself uh, writing um, not just about him, other, other um, um, characters as well, about, well, I had them going in one direction. And that as they started <laughs> talking with each other, they were going off in other tangents, knowing that. They had to do something there and I let it go because I knew that the story was taking over for itself rather right. than now. I didn't have to direct it anymore. It was directing itself because it was unfolding. And I found it, I found it very interesting that it was doing that and I wasn't going to fight it because I thought it's it's going that way for a reason. As right. long as it's plausible. Yeah. As long as it's not too far out there. But mm-hmm. it, it, as far as I'm concerned, it went really well and I will let it go whenever I have a situation where I think that's, important Good. and it's going to make the flow of the story a little bit more spontaneous and interesting.
1: I just right.
0: let it go. I'm yeah.
1: I love yeah, that. So That's my fly. favorite part of writing is when the characters take over and I'm like, wait, what's happening? Then I can't wait to get back to the keyboard because I want to know what's going to happen next.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, this is the thing too, and all of a sudden you'd be walking along with someone and you get this inspiration. It's just, just, just hold off one second and it's like, get out your phone or a pencil or write it down and get it, get it in there before you forget it. And that's uh, Mm -hmm. that's, a lot of times it works. Um, Sometimes I come back and say, wait a minute, I know it was an inspiration. It was sounded great back then, but I'm looking at it now. But you do do have the option, you know, Uh, oftentimes it does work well.
1: Right. Well, we're about to run out of time. So how can readers get in touch with you after they read out Fox and they're excited? Are you on social media? Should they contact you through your website?
0: Yes, they can through my website. I'm on social media. Um, I'm on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. If they want to find out about my books, um, they can. Oh, actually, they should reach me at Peter, Peter Thomas Ponsa. Dot com. That's my website if they want to sign up for my newsletter. And then they can reach me if they want to buy a book. They can also get it from Amazon.com, Amazon.ca, Apple Books, Bar de Novo Kobo, Google Play, of course, um, Freeze and Press online bookstore. So there's a lot of uh, areas, well, a lot of places we can find it. But uh, if you go to my website, um, I'll repeat it again, com they'll be able to have uh, all of the links that they need to um, look for the book. Or if okay. want to find out a little bit more about me. Yeah,
1: Love it. Well, so, thanks so much for being here today. Sorry about the little technical glitch, but I hope everybody runs out and grabs a copy of Outfoxed. Book two is underway. And thanks so much for being here today, Peter.
0: Lisa, my pleasure. Thanks very much for having me.
1: Okay, bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on Book Life. Be sure to connect with us
1: at www.readersentertainment.com for articles, blogs, videos, and podcasts that matter to readers.